Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Thibaut. Every two weeks, we interview top leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We are on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to submit your questions and guest suggestions, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. So today, for the first time, we don't have one guest, but two. So uh, we are actually receiving Frederick Kaffertz and Tyron Smith from TradeLink. Frederick, I hope I said your name properly. So Frederick and Tyron, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to all. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, that's really cool to have you. And, and it's going to be pretty nice to uh, to kind of uh, uh, talk for the next uh, 30 to 45 minutes together. So we'll talk really about, uh, you know, going from founder-led sales to building like a full mature tech sales organization. So uh, I thought that would be really cool to have the two of you in there. Um, but before we dive into that, could you maybe introduce yourself, tell us a bit more about you? So who wants to go first? Frederick, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, so my name is Frederick. I'm um, the CEO and founder of the company TradeLink. Um, what we do is we're basically trying to answer the most pressing most pressing question for a company that's um, producing or selling goods, and that's often for them, where is my stuff? So where's the truck that I'm waiting for? And we're building a software uh, platform for that to align with your uh, with your delivery partners. Um, so within TradeLink, I'm in charge of the commercial pieces and the product strategy. And um, I'm based in Munich, um, live here with my young family, um, love technology, um, studied uh, information security and machine learning back in the days, but realized I'm probably a lot more generalist. So I've been on the, on the business side um, since after my studies. Okay, good. What about you, Tyron? Yeah, so I think Frederick said most part about uh, trading already. So uh, yeah, I live in Bremen, uh, near Bremen in a small village near to Bremen and um, basically I was uh, born in uh, USA uh, but moved to Germany when I was three years old and uh, yeah I just finished my studies in logistics and supply chain management where, where I spent like my last three years uh, last uh, three years on and yeah finally I have some free time again to spend with my wife and to build the house that we are planning and all that uh, and I yeah I started a trade link one year ago um, in Ju uh, July last year and really started to with Frederick together building the sales and marketing team um, laying the foundation for what we are building right now okay where, where were you born in the US um, in East St. Louis Illinois okay that's yeah. this accent this strong accent from Illinois we can hear <laughs> yeah sure you hear it right <laughs> it's it sounds a lot like the German accent though but uh, yeah <laughs> cool cool great so great to have you guys in there um, so yeah, as we said, we're going to talk about this kind of uh, evolving from, 
selling just as a founder, which I know really well to then having other people selling. Um, so maybe Frederick, can you tell me a bit more about the knowledge you had uh, of sales when you, when you started TradeLink and uh, how you approached that basically? Yeah. So I think knowing what I know now um, of what we built, I didn't know much at the time when we started, uh, that's for sure. I think most most um, most of the things we used was basically my intuition uh, that I took from the past. So I never had a classical sales um, education, but I always loved the thrill of putting yourself out there um, and you know getting in front of people and just trying to convince them of something. Uh, and pretty much for the before I was an entrepreneur for seven years, uh, I was working for for corporates, and it was always about building your, getting your projects done, uh, convincing people of doing a new project. Um, so I think that element was already there, but really not very, um, um, very structured, if that makes sense, very intuition led. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so, you know, I, I meet like, and talk with a lot of founders who are doing sales for the first time. And often the, the feeling I have is the, you know, the, the, the feeling they get also is that it's kind of a huge overwhelming kind of task and they don't really know exactly where to start, what to do. Often they think it's all about convincing. They often confuse selling uh, with like fundraising where they go with this crazy sales pitch, uh, pitch, pitch deck and then they start talking about the team. Was it the kind of thing you also faced and, and, and you know, like how, how was it for you when you started? I think I should add, so I think since I'm, since young age, I've always liked to think about what makes people tick and you know, what, if they're in the in the, if they're in the room with you, how do they see your story from their perspective? What are their motives? How can you relate to their motives? And I think that's very much what sales is about. If you look at just a sales conversation, um, so that always came quite easy to me. When we started, we were talking, we're really trying to find and identify a problem. So when we started in the industry, we we're outsiders, and we really invested into a lot of calls at the beginning to understand the pain point and really find our first. Um, solution there and that naturally transitioned into sales conversations and later on right so i was actually the same people that i was doing discovery on and trying to find out what the problem is they also became some of them customers and then we just continued to use that actually in our process um at least for for the first month um to get people into the discussion and just try to tell them it's a discovery mm -hmm. and then maybe they would buy okay I like that because I think that's that's the process, you know, when you're doing a discovery call and, uh, as you said, understanding what makes people tick uh, and, and kind of trying to understand what they're trying to solve and very easily kind of uh, smoothing like a sale happening. So I think that's, uh, that, that's pretty cool to see that. And my question is uh, then... You know, like there's always this this phase when you're growing and then you know you need to hire someone to kind of like get things organized. So when was that for you and, and how did you kind of, uh, did you make that happen? Yeah. So we were founded in um, January last year. And I, I remember that, so in February, we took the platform live. And I remember that already in March, me and my co-founders, we started talking to um, senior salespeople and trying to figure out at what point should we really talk about the senior salespeople? Do you hire, you know, the VP of sales first, or you hire uh, the salesperson first? Um, so we were, had already having these discussions, and we, we we didn't dare to execute. It seemed like a big risk uh, for such a young company, right? We we're like three, four people. We just started, um, so we just went along with me doing um, all the outreaches and all the all the sales calls, and I think it was around mid-year when. 
probably had 20 interviews or, or well discovery calls slash sales calls per week or even more and i realized i want to do anything else i need some help right so that's uh that's when we started um thinking about this more 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 structured and that's uh also when i met her own around that time uh, yeah okay that's a nice uh, problem to have you know when you have too much uh, too many calls in your calendar <laughs> and uh it is it's crazy because that's the I think that's the toughest point in the life of many entrepreneurs is to get get this ability to feel the calendar and feel this pressure. So I think it, it's, a, it's a really cool luxury problem to have that. And um, now I'd like to talk, uh, you know, as Tyron. So I'd be curious to know, Tyron, how did you and uh, Frederick met? You know, like uh, what was the the kind of, uh, yeah, the, the, the process and uh, how did you decide the you, the two of you, uh, of you to work together, basically? Yeah, good question. Um, I still remember the message that I received from Frederick on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I still think about it sometimes. It was like I was in a um, not so good mood because I had just lost a job um, during Corona crisis, you know, that it just started and I was like searching for what to do now. Right? I, I really wanted to to um, make sales my profession. I really um, loved startup ecosystem. I always look to what is happening in logistics and in startups. And somehow, I don't know, there came this magical moment. I don't know what, what caused it, but um, it came this magical moment where Frederick hit me up on, on LinkedIn and said, hey, I, I like what you do on LinkedIn. Um, let's, let's have a check. We are building something big here. Um, do, do you do you like sales? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's talk. And uh, from that moment on, I was like, really, I fell in love immediately. Not maybe with Frederick in person, but okay. as a, <laughs> but as a as a founder and also the vision of Tradelink, I was really like seeing myself inside of this vision and seeing myself, um, my pain that I had in logistics before being solved. And I was like, I just fell in love, and then I was not questioning anything. Okay. I, I need to add, uh, Thibault, I, I remember at the time uh, on LinkedIn, I saw um, Tyrone. Um, I think we weren't connected or maybe we were connected, but I saw him writing stuff on LinkedIn and he got all this attention from other people on, on what he wrote, right? And there was our target group that he that, that was replying to. It was, to be honest, there was so much stupid stuff that I would have never written. So I was like, okay, if I don't understand why he writes this and people react to this, this means he understands the guys that I need to talk to. So that's why I hit him up uh, at the time. Okay. So a very good lesson here is um, if you're in sales or if you're looking for a job in sales, make sure you're active and visible on LinkedIn, you know, because that's that's kind of a, a, a kind of like... Uh, yeah, it's a proof that that's where you get visible and that's where people kind of come to you. And what about that, Tyron? Did you know what you were talking about or you were just bluffing? <laughs> Actually, I don't know what, what it was back then. And maybe I need to check my feed again. Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was not a concept. I didn't, I didn't know about social selling or stuff like that. I was just seeing people writing stuff and I, I thought I put my thoughts out there too and just put something up and somehow it sticked and, and it made sense to some people. Great. That's a great story. So that, that's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. And, and I'm curious then, as you, as you, you started working together, um, how did the organization evolve? Because I've personally lived that when uh, you're doing sales yourself as a founder, and then you have someone coming in. And uh, for me, I'm a terrible manager. Uh, I, I just like, uh, I know my, my limit on that. And I just really 
can't manage people properly because I, I have crazy expectations for them. So I'm curious to know how was this transition from, you know, the founder, uh, founder-led sales where you, you know everything, Frederick, and you're able to really deliver and kind of really solve everything to having someone new and getting them on board. So how did you do that? I'm really curious about Tyrone's perspective on that one, uh, but I'll go first. Um, I think at the beginning, it was quite clear that we wouldn't do a big bang, right? Tyrone was just handing, taking over my channels and he was just running he, from my accounts, um, the same thing, setting up meetings, making sure we, are, we have the briefing beforehand. So that's how we started. And that already you know, added some, a lot of efficiency, of course. But then there was this point where we were like, okay, now Tyrone, you should give the demo. Now Tyrone, you should run the process. And I think we realized there, and Tyrone, Chris, about your view, we went way too premature because basically we just, I just went out, Tyrone was about to do it and we didn't have anything in place to, to let him perform in that role, right? Because there was no, the positioning was not clear. The, the, we didn't have a clear, um, uh, the, the pain points were not clear. And I was doing everything on the fly, right? I was basically doing discovery and mapping to all the crazy things I would have on the roadmap. But Tyrone couldn't do this because he couldn't promise stuff from the roadmap that is not explicit, right? Um, so yeah, I think we had this interesting move where we then get back a little and we moved into something that's more the SDR-AE split with me being the AE. And then after, I think that whole process took around three to four months. And after four months, we actually switched. And then... Um, Tyrone closed his own deals and we had a lot of stuff and a lot of structure in place by that time. No. What about your perspective, Tyrone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of this um, as a Shark Tank experience, actually, at the first, like, my, I still remember the day where Frederick said, um, yeah, we have a demo coming up. I can't make it. I have an urgent call here. Um, can you take over? And until that moment, I was always listening to his calls and I was managing, uh, like, um, shadowing him. And I was like, okay, I, I'm going to do it. Let's see how it works out. And um, yeah, it was a senior logistics head. He, he really was looking for a solution. And I was like, okay, I have something here. I know what we are doing. So let me show you. And then I showed him and he actually, it worked. I, I still don't remember why, but it worked. Um, he liked what we, what we did. He liked our vision. And um, yeah, from that going on, it was like, um, we figured this, this out together. Um, Frederick always coached me and he was always like giving me good feedback on what I'm doing until that moment where really uh, it, it almost collided because I was not able to handle all this pipeline and, and I didn't know um, yeah which step to take next and all that and then he came back helped me out again and we figured it out and then you know, from that on we built the process. Okay, very interesting. You know, like I think this is a uh, this is very a, uh, I would say a good lesson in there is you know, you always have in sales, you have this kind of like uh, pipeline creation, pipeline generation part, which often SDRs do, and then the kind of closing, you know, or, or running the opportunity. And what I found works really well is, uh, you know, like kind of having this overlap, uh, starting with like the, you know, like the, your first sales hire will do uh, really some pipeline creation, prospecting book meetings for the CEO. And then as you go, you slowly transition into the role, do the first discoveries and the demos. There's always this overlap. And then, you know, like you, you as a founder, you can save a lot of time and sometimes intervene, help in certain specific things and give some, uh, some kind of independence. You talked about like building a process. So like, what were the, the kind of mistakes you, you've made? Like the, the, let's say the journey from the moment you started working together to today, what have you done? What have you learned? And uh, what will you not do again if you have to do it again? 
Aaron, <laughs> that's for you. Okay, then. Um, yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest learnings um, in building this process was time management. Um, because uh, I, uh, Tibor, I listen to a lot of your uh, your stuff, and you always talk about this power out, right? And I didn't have that in place. I was always out prospecting and also having demos and um, trying to get Frederick involved somehow, but then also handling it on my own. And I was like way all over the place and not structured. And then I really found out, okay, you have to like set up your calendar for the day. You really have to see which activity, like what is urgent, what is important and all that stuff. And that goes back to time management, I think. And next step then was when we figured that out, out was like deal stages that you, that there are certain stages of a deal that you need to cover. You t first talk to someone, figure out, um, do the discovery, then see, is there a business case behind this? Can we solve a pain? And then from there on it goes, you know, stakeholder mapping and all that. Um, we didn't have that in place first, but now we are pretty good at that, I think. Yeah, I think I'm not, probably also mistakes in there, um, but I think it's basically it's, it's it's always you just iterate on it and learn, right? We didn't have the persona in place. Then we come up with the persona. Then we realized, okay, probably we have uh, the buyer. Of, the, often the first person in the call is more of a, of a champion than a buyer. So how do we get to the buyer? We realize if you don't have the buyer in there, it takes a lot longer, right? Um, a lot was also a lot that we learned was also in the process. Like how do you present a contract? Maybe change the contract. Maybe make it easier. Maybe hide some stuff, right? Maybe make it more digestible. What are they going to do next? They're going to send it to IT or to legal. Okay, how are they going to react? So I think it was so many steps that we constantly. Every time you solve a problem, you run to the next problem, right? And then you have a. It's a good thing you have a next problem to solve. And um, I think that was the the experience so far. Um, also, we didn't we didn't really know that there is a system where you have the SDR and the AE. So we got an advisor in who actually told us like best practices in B2B sales. Uh, that was super helpful. Um, we got some reference on what good benchmarks would be. We were thinking, how does this model actually scale? Like what should be your conversion uh, on each stage? Uh, I think, yeah, that was, a, if, we, if we think about this, it was only six months. This is a, it was crazy, a crazy <laughs> learning trajectory till, till now, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting. And uh, I think that's, you said it, it's like, you don't have like one version of the sales process, you know, or one one kind of organization. It's always evolving. You're always learning, fixing problems. And, uh, you know, as you grow, there are tons of problems that appear. Um, it's always not, now you have this function, which is sales enablement, that, that or revenue operation you have also. And uh, it starts becoming so important in big, really uh, late stage organizations because there's so much complexity. Uh, in, so it's, it's very important to be able to manage that. But yeah. I think it's, um, it's good that you, you kept iterating on that. And, and, and so like now the, the process you're, you're building, like what's the kind of let's say the next six, like let's say three, six, nine months, what are you building? Yeah, I think. We, we are now super confident on the economics that we um, that we build. And we also invested a lot in doing the stuff that doesn't scale initially. For example, having an outreach process that is tool-based um, where, um, which before was super, for one sec, like if you do it yourself, it's super efficient until you need the second person to be on board, right? Then you need to redo the, how you did it. So we've done all that. Um, and now we feel like, um, our structure is is ready to take on uh, a lot bigger team. So now we're in the process of hiring uh, five to 10 additional people, um, four to 10 
in the next uh, month to come and really ramping this up. Um, okay. And obviously, sorry yeah, to go, maybe no, just no, add, it's, it's not only about hiring, but it's about, so we've, we know this can work, uh, this, will, this, this works, and now it's about reiterating on the efficiencies in terms of closing process uh, and the continuous, right? This, this whole iteration, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. And so, so I'm really curious to know, like, uh, uh, what's the kind of say of tools like, uh, that you want to build. So if you absorb five to 10 people who will be doing sales, being SDRs, AEs or whatever function. Um, so how do you make sure that they kind of like onboard, like use some tools? Cause for, for example, one thing for me, like I prospect every day and my, uh, the tool I use is uh, an Excel spreadsheet. I know it's kind of crazy. I love it because, you know, I can use it. It works perfectly, but there's no reporting capacities. And as soon as there's a team, you need to have this kind of CRM, CRM hygiene. You need to be able to take notes from calls, put them in, let's say, Salesforce. Then you have your sales enablement tool. Then you have like sales intelligence tool. So what, what are the kind of tools you're, you're, you're trying to, to put in place that will help you scale there? Aaron, do you want to take this one? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm um, not quite sure if we really need additional tools right now because we are really good on our tool set that we have right now. We are um, pretty focused on keeping our CRM system clean and really um, making sure that also this is scalable, right? That you can look into this and see, oh, I know this account already. We have been in contact. Um, let me let me try something new. Um, I. I think something um, that is really in, in focus for me right now is the learning part because I'm, um, you know, with, with our team, we are now trying to build an internal sales academy and really storing our, our knowledge so that uh, new, new joiners don't have to go through the same process and I don't need to tell them everything that I have learned, but we really have a company knowledge base. And this is something that I'm looking at right now and also like the training part that we can have a repeatable um, um, training part in in our sales academy this would be something i guess cool C can you tell me a bit more about the sales academy how does it look like <laughs> yeah right now it's uh, it's like our let's say yeah storage of all our knowledge and i'm trying to uh, to map it to levels right what is the first thing that you need to know when you enter sales and trading it's like our icp it's the pain point that we solve it's the industry um, many people will not know no logistics right because we are we are only talking to logistics and maybe purchasing but they really need to understand how do logistics processes work and where are the frictions in that that we are trying to solve I think uh, starting off at that point and then maybe leveling it up to, um, first of all, like this basic knowledge, then some sales basic knowledge, um, seeing um, like which entry level does someone have and from there take it to the next one. What are the tactics? How do our tools work? Um, what's the message we are sending out? Mm, yeah. And then okay. leveling it up to closing maybe. Okay. Do you use Slack as your kind of a, a internal chat or something else? Yeah, we have something similar internally. Okay, um, okay. I was asking because there's a really cool tool called Guru uh, that uh, kind of integrates with Slack because one problem with knowledge base, what you see in the sales organization is that you have all this knowledge, you spend a lot of time building it. And um, if there's not an easy way to access it, people will often kind of forget about it and your knowledge base will become like the best place to hide a, a body basically because no one will, will see that it will go there. And a cool thing to integrate that is to use Guru where 
you can, uh, there's, I'm sure if you always use other systems or other stuff, but whenever you type different stuff, you can call battle cards basically. And then they're going to give you, let's say template things to say. Uh, so that's, that's a pretty cool way to implement the, the knowledge base in there. So just a, oh, a quick thing. We'll so check it out. Yeah. Um, and so, so I'm, um, I'm curious. So, so five, 10 people means like you must be looking for a lot of people to join. Uh, can you, can you tell me like, um, what are the kind of people you're looking to hire? Yeah. Um, so basically three, three people or three profiles we're, we're looking for right now is, um, SDR, uh, which is for us also the entry position to sales. Tyrone mentioned the Academy. So you typically run through that pro, uh, program for 12 to 18 months, and then you advance to account executive. Um, takes a lot of risk also out of this position for you, right? Because you learn the industry first, you learn the process, and then you're ready to perform in, in that capacity. Um, and then the, the next two roles is account ex executive and uh, senior account executive, basically one role, but different, uh, different seniority. Um, and we will be looking for one uh, sales operation profile, um, but that's going to be in a couple of months. Um, I think in terms of, of what you bring to these, um, to these roles, SDR, it's really more about what you've, what you've done till today than what drives you, right? It's really about, are you eager to learn and are you eager to, um, to do the hard stuff? Because it's a really tough job, right? Uh, you really need to motivate yourself, uh, be able to motivate yourself. So then you really have to want to succeed in, in being, becoming a salesperson. So that's the SDR piece. I think for the account executives, it's more about having done that before, having really worked in B2B SaaS sales, knowing what the process is, knowing how to close deals uh, and re being really rigid about this. If you come from logistics, that's awesome, but that's not a requirement for us. Um, and I think the greatest, the, the, the biggest bar that we have is sort of what kind of character are you, right? Um, do you do you work with autonomy that we give you? Do you want to learn? Um, do you want to work in a distributed company? So we have offices, but the, the whole culture works remotely. Uh, is that something for you? Uh, do you can you cope with direct feedback? Um, do you embrace feedback as a learning opportunity? And do you want to contribute? I think these kind of characters we're looking for. Okay, so let me pause you. So you said you're you're a remote organization, so it means. Yeah people can actually uh, work for you from basically where they live, right? Is there any restriction? Do they have to be in Germany or what's the in, the, in there? Yeah. So the rule that we have for ourselves is time zone plus minus uh, three to four hours. At the end, it comes down to the person, right? Whether they want to work at night, but we think that's just a, it's good if you have a similar rhythm. Um, so the person could technically be wherever. Uh, we have no requirements with, with, with regard to that, as long as they have a, White place where they can work. Um, however, right now our clients are all in the Dach region, right? So the German speaking. So that is so we we have already um, person working in Portugal for the German market. Uh, so that works perfectly. But you you need to speak German right now at least. Yeah. Okay. So remote plus three four hours, uh, one direction or the other. So it's going to be uh, uh, and then speaking German. That's also a requirement, right? Yeah. I guess English is also important. Yeah, or our culture is in English, of yeah. course. Yeah, okay. that's right. Oh. Okay, cool. 
And so why is it a perfect moment to join? If let's say I'm uh, either like uh, someone recently graduated looking for a job in a really impressive, I mean, I guess the high growth of the logistic industry is crazy. So uh, why is it cool if I'm an SDR to get started? Or if I got like uh, already experience doing this, why is it like uh, the best moment to join? Yeah. Um, I think, I'm not sure if it's the best moment. I hope uh, it's probably a very good moment uh, because we don't know what's to come, but I think it's it's incredibly exciting where we stand. We're just at that point where we are scaling up the organization. Um, uh, I think overall it's, it's, um, it's a great opportunity, at least from my perspective, because in life you can optimize for, for three things, right? The, the people that you work with, how much you learn and the money, right? Um, and I think uh, on that portfolio, um, TradeLink has a lot to offer. Uh, obviously, as we're a startup right now, mostly um, most on uh, point one and two, but also on point three, uh, with regard to a young seed company, we're, we're playing very competitive. So um, I think, yeah, if you want to work with cool people, uh, we'd love to hear from you for sure. What, do you th what about you, Tyron? What, what's your opinion? No. I really think that this is the moment to really see impact, right? I, I talked to a lot of people already and, and one thing that I always hear and that I was also in when, when I joined TradeLink was, I want to be unstuck. I don't want to watch, watch a process that I have to follow and, and like shut down my brain and think, uh, don't think like, we are really looking for people that, that want to have impact, that really want to, to shape something and build something with us. So um, yeah, that's what I also try to look for um, in people that they really want to have a learning curve ahead of them, that they don't think they have everything behind them already, just want to execute on it. It's good to bring knowledge already, but it's um, also relevant to, to be curious. And it's just, I can really tell you, it's just so much fun working working at Trading. We are all very focused. We are all like sharing our learnings, helping each other out. Um, whether you are product team or sales team, we always work, work together. And I think it's a really good moment to see something scaling and having an impact. Okay. And and so how, how can people uh, apply? Is there any kind of... Uh because uh, you know you always have I guess the application so we're going to put like the job links in the in the show notes but is there any shortcut to apply if I'm super motivated and I want to to be on the top of the list of C of resumes how do I do that prospect Frederick <laughs> yeah. no, uh, that, that always leaves a good impression right if you contact Tyrone or myself directly um, either via LinkedIn um, or you send us an email um, that's just our first name at tradelink.co um, and otherwise just go via the website which is tradelink.co and there you find the, the positions yeah but that's always okay. a good sign yeah okay yeah i mean then it's like there's no excuse they have a podcast you've talked about so many things they can use these things as like uh, good triggers to get in touch so no excuse on that Cool. And I can, I mean, I can on personally, like I've been, uh, uh, I know Tyrone since a few months, he's been like an active member of the community. And um, I think you're, you're going to be in good hand because Ty Tyrone is so invested in learning and building di different things. Uh, and so, so I think it's like, a, I don't know how many communities or how many stuff is, is like participating, but he's really involved in getting better and improving and building, like getting experience from the others and applying that. That I think is uh, if you're looking, you know, to work with people who are motivated, I think like that's going to be a really good uh, good place. Plus, the remote stuff for a German company is a very mm -hmm. progressive stance, I would say. So uh, that's that's a, a really cool thing. So I'll put like everything in the show notes. The best 
way to get, you know, like, uh, 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 let's say interviewed is to contact Frederick Otaro directly and prospect them in a creative way. And uh, yeah, is, is there any last thing you want to say before we wrap this up? Well, I think it was uh, really nice that you invited us to the show. And um, I think you also had uh, a good impact on our process today. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. I, I didn't know that, but I'm always super happy to hear that. A lot of people come to me. I don't have the, the visibility often, but it's, uh, it's very good to hear that. Uh, it's uh, you can imagine it as copy and paste. I just see what you do and try to try to put my spin on it and put it to our um, our industry. Really, it was really helpful what you put out there. Okay, yeah, not notably like the video prospecting there where you've been really really successful. So I think it's uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> cool. So thanks so much. That was really great to have the two of you on the show. Um, I'll put like all the links, you know, let's say link to your LinkedIn profile uh, and the different jobs uh, uh, there and be fast because uh, I guess uh, that's not going to be too many job offers in this in this round, like, uh, and, and, you know, like uh, uh, spots free. And uh, I mean, you're growing super fast. So I guess in a few months, you're going to have uh, even more openings. So it was great to have you on the show. Thanks, Thanks to you all. It was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear and you want to suggest a topic or a guest, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro a month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io/tsc.